TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beat me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Could you beat me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beat me up. DA wants the silly Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beat me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beat me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah! Happy being alive day, everybody. We appreciate you being with us on this fine Tuesday morning. It's a Trash Tuesday. So bring us your trashes. We'll do our trashes in 20 minutes. In 40 minutes, the new college football playoff is going to be a 12-team playoff with the dissolution of the Pac-12 Will we see the Pac-12 still involved? Details on that coming up in 40 minutes. Last night, Bengals get a gritty victory. Put it on the shoulders of the defense because Joe Burrow wasn't all that effective last night. He played clearly at less than 100%. And he's just trying to grind it out right now with half a calf. And I'm not sure how long they can keep doing it like this, but he's not himself meaning that offense isn't themselves, meaning it puts a lot of pressure on the defense, and it takes winning games ugly. And are the Bengals going to just win games ugly until Burrow gets healthy, or will they be unable to kind of stay in the race? And can you ever get healthy if you're playing every week on that calf? It's a tough situation for the Bengals. They get the win last night, but it was certainly not an easy one. And the the Eagles, a cut above the Buccaneers, This game was never really quite in doubt at the end of the first half. It was only a 10-3 lead for the Eagles. At the same time, it really didn't feel like it was going to be ever a game. And in the second half, a lot of run of the football. They broke it open and ended up winning that game by two touchdowns. Both the Eagles and the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders because they've got a quarterback solution. The New York Jets are distinctly not a Super Bowl contender because they do not have a quarterback solution. And it is maddening to hear Robert Sala continue to give Zach Wilson breaks and support and confidence when he's earned none of it. And I find this to be the biggest problem with the Jets' messaging. Maybe they don't have a solution. Maybe they don't have a better solution. Maybe digging up the corpse of Matt Ryan 
or bringing in Nick Foles or things like this don't wouldn't be much better. And they realize that, you know, Zach Wilson at least is in the offense. He's young. He's got an NFL caliber arm. You might as well try to make it work right now with the guy on the roster instead of sending off draft picks that maybe you don't even have to get guys like Kirk Cousins or whatever. And maybe that's even a pipe dream. But the problem is that every week we see the same trash quarterbacking from Zach Wilson. Week one, week two, week three. And nobody in their right mind could say that what happened on Sunday against the Patriots was a better version of Zach Wilson than what we saw Monday night when Rodgers got injured against the Bills. It's the same exact guy. So there's no growth in three weeks. Date back to last year, it's exactly who Zach Wilson was last season as well. So there's no growth from year to year. And this is exactly who we saw from Zach Wilson in his rookie season. So there has been zero growth that we can see tangibly from his rookie year to his third season. And yet, the Jets just keep saying it's not his fault. You don't see it. In practice, we see it. He's confident. He's this. He's that. We believe in him. And it just is maddening because we are seeing something completely different for three years, and we know what we see. He's garbage. And he'll never be good. That's That much is evidently clear. Could he be serviceable for a bad team? Maybe. But with this team and playoff expectations, he's just, he's trash. And Salah and the Jets just keep selling the bill of goods. It's not his fault. It's a team game. We all got to be better. And everyone's like, yeah, but he's awful. Well, finally, somebody's going to say something about it. How about Joe Namath? who joined the Yes Network yesterday and laid waste to Zach Wilson. Send him to Kansas City to back up against somebody like Mahomes. Maybe he'd learn something. I wouldn't keep him. You know, I've seen enough of Zach Wilson. All right? I've seen enough. Has quick feet, can throw a little bit, but I don't believe what's going on up there. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. He went on to say he doesn't trust the people picking the players. He doesn't trust the coaches. He called Zach Wilson and the quarterback play, quote, disgusting, which I'm going to start using from now on. So what would you see from Zach Wilson on Sunday? He was disgusting. What about the offense? The Jets' offense was disgusting. That's what I'm getting, disgusting, out of the Jets'. And so Namath went on and on and on and said he'll never be a good quarterback. <laughs> they shouldn't have picked him in the first place. It was good. It was really good eating. And this is where the Jets fans and the Jets alumni are. At a fevered pitch, waiting for it not to be the Jets being the Jets anymore, and there were so many expectations and so many hopes, and they have crashed and burned, and the Jets' problem solvers, decision makers, keep telling you, you don't see what we see. And everyone's like, we see it. He's bad. 
I mean, they didn't really deserve to win that Monday night game to open up the season. Josh Allen threw three interceptions to the Jets, fumbled the football, and there was a punt return for a touchdown in overtime, or else this would be an 0-3 season, and it would basically be over already. My sense of what the Jets are doing is this, and this, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I think there is a strategy in this Zach Wilson thing. And the strategy is we picked him number two overall. This is his last shot with us this year. We give him the full season to see if we have anything there. And if we have something there, then if Aaron Rodgers comes back next year and he's less than Aaron Rodgers, if Rodgers has to retire because that calf is never right, if he's 40 years old and says, you know what, I don't think I can do this anymore, then we've invested a second round, a number two overall pick in Zach Wilson, and it's not a complete bust, that we actually have a solution moving forward. So we give him this full year to figure it out. And if he doesn't figure out, figure it out and we're really bad, we actually get to draft the next QB near the top or at the top of April's draft. And then again, we can kind of get set up for if Rodgers comes back or when he comes back, it's a one or two year deal. And then we have the baton to hand off. And that would be, I think, honestly, best case scenario. Because... I think the Jets are going like Zach Wilson's not very good, but none of our solutions are going to be very good. And we're not going to just pull the ripcord on this just because people are frustrated because there's a long play here. Now I say this going, I don't know if I trust the Jets of having a long-term plan here, but that would be if I am walking into their offices and they're like, DA, we need you to advise. What do you do? I go, look, this team was not going to win the Super Bowl anyway. Even with Aaron Rodgers, I didn't believe I'd be straight with him. I say, so you know what? You just have to bite the bullet here for the rest of the season. And either you're really bad and you draft Caleb Williams, Drake May, Shador Sanders, whoever the quarterback is that you need. You're really bad, then you know Zach Wilson's out of here. Or you give him the full season and you say, oh, you know what? Actually, we got something. We haven't just wasted the last three years with Zach. But I would say, but be honest with everybody inside the building. That This is what we're doing. It's a 17-game final trial for your Prime membership. This is it for Zach Wilson. This is the final 17 games of his career, potentially, here in New York. Now, maybe you don't want to just sell the season down the river to the fans because they got to keep showing up and they can be really negative or what have you, but you have to be honest to everybody in the building. Zach's the quarterback for 17 weeks, and that's it. End of questions, everybody. End of questions. We have to just see this thing through. But the problem is they keep selling it as they're still in the race, that he can become something, and they're still contenders, and that is so obviously not the case. I think if you're the Jets, you're like, you know what? It's better to just suck this year because no Rodgers anyway. Who cares? Let's just draft another guy. That at least is realistic. Thinking that Zach Wilson's not going to be Zach Wilson every week is silliness. I think, though, that the Jets don't have that long-term plan of, you know what, if we suck, that's okay. I think there is such pressure on Robert Sala 
Nate Hackett comes off the disastrous year last year in Denver, so there's pressure on him. Joe Douglas is built a supposed Super Bowl contender with a fan base and a city that's like, why have you given us 50 years of trash? We are not going to sit here and take it anymore. And there's such... The the din is so loud. Like when we played that clip last hour from the station down the hallway, WFAN, the din is so loud, the pitch is so screeching that the Jets can't wave the white flag yet. And I think probably there's another part of this is that they don't want to admit yet that Zach Wilson sucks and it was their pick. That they thought that Zach was the guy, and in retrospect, he's clearly not. And they are going to go to their grave trying to insist that it wasn't a busted draft pick. And that's, I think, where they're in the middle of a problem. Is that everybody can see he's not a solution. He's just, he's not going to be a franchise cornerstone quarterback. He's just not. He's too scared in year three. And it's one thing to be scared in in year one. It's one thing to be a rookie and see ghosts. It's one thing to be, you know, out of sorts before you really have seen a full season of football. By year three, you can't be scared. And he's scared back there. He sees ghosts. He feels pressure. He doesn't want to make a mistake. He's throwing it five yards too high. He's not making the right read. Every snap is the same. Take the snap, happy feet, worried about what's going to happen, fling it somewhere. And I don't think he's very mature. I think last year when it was very clear that Zach Wilson was a problem and he couldn't take responsibility, He proved he wasn't very mature, and I think he came out of a situation where he was probably coddled for a while. He was a hero. He had one great season at BYU, and then suddenly was the cat's meow and started feeling himself, and he never put in the work. They say he's put in the work now. They say he's a leader. They say he cares, but it does not translate at all. I got two Jets fans sitting on the other side of the glass here. (laughs) It's not even October 1, and their season's over. Joe Namath is like, fire everybody, clean house. Pete the Body, how you doing with all this? Well, I mean, I'm I'm a little more tolerant than I would be in, in other situations. Uh, I mean, there's nothing you can do about Rodgers getting hurt. Uh, so you give, you give a little leeway in the beginning here. But after this past week, you have to go and get a veteran quarterback. And you can't go up in that press conference if you're Robert Sala and say, he's our quarterback. That's the thing that you don't want to hear if you're a Jet fan. You want to hear more of accountability, more of we got to look at it one day at a time because that's what they have to do. Yeah, they, why don't they at least bring somebody in instead of having Tim Boyle back well, with Zach Wilson? <laughs> well... The, the the report that Glazer had on Sunday about how Matt Ryan and I forgot who else reached out to them and they said no Zach Wilson's our starter for now I'm like come on you take the Ryan call you definitely totally take the Matt take Ryan call. call you need a veteran in there you need someone that's gonna because because Rogers is not with the team right now as he recovers you need somebody you need some leadership. So I think a guy like Matt Ryan would be perfect there. I'm not saying he's going to throw seven touchdowns each game, but he's going to at least coach up 
Wilson if he's the if Ryan comes in as the backup, or you're gonna he's gonna have a, a suitable offense or a, a respectable offense if he's the quarterback. And had they just made the call Tuesday morning after Rogers' injury, we'd be already into week three of Matt Ryan being in the building. Right now, now, now if he if he comes in now, if he comes in now, he has to learn the playbook, and that takes maybe a week. It might take a little less than for someone like him. It might take more. I mean, yeah. you know, it's you, you're just floating in there. I mean, yeah, they've they've wasted time here. EJ, you're a Jets fan. Where are you at? It just feels so frustrating for me that this whole approach to a quote-unquote Super Bowl or bust season was half-assed. That's the part of this that is, like, still mind-numbing to me because you get a 38, 39-year-old quarterback who's your franchise quarterback. Whatever you think of him, he's accomplished a lot. You think he can take you to the top. Okay, fine. How do you decide I'm going to put a 38-year-old left tackle to protect his blind side? How do you not make other big moves to shore up your offensive line, get a new center. They did none of that. And then, to add on to that, we're going to back up our 39-year-old franchise quarterback with a reclamation project who should not see the field for a contender. Like, if you're a real serious franchise, you're going to see the situation and say, okay, it's very tenuous with Aaron Rodgers because of his age. If we want to make anything out of this season, we have to make sure everything around him is as solid as possible. They didn't do that. They just said, oh, we got Aaron Rodgers. All right, Super Bowl, baby. It's all good. Like, that is just ridiculous. And it's it's constant with this organization. It's like, it, it sometimes it feels like they're like, I don't know, like just like a, a, a Mickey Mouse organization. Like, they don't take this stuff seriously. And it's tough because you got Jets fans. Joe B wanted to kill Tiki Barber. <laughs> Pete over here always freaking out. Like, <laughs> these are people that have been following this organization for decades that just want to see competency, want to have some kind of hope. I mean, I'm only 32 years old, and I'm like this. Like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, when I saw those Robert Sala quotes, quotes I tweeted off the Antonio Brown leaving MetLife with the peace sign. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you next year. Zach Wilson's getting better? Are you serious? Come on. That's a great point by EJ. Why didn't they bring in a Jacoby yep. Brissett, a Jameis Winston, a Andy Dalton to where – Okay, we've got Rodgers. We hope he lasts all season. But if he doesn't and it's a Super Bowl or bust year, we actually have a competent veteran quarterback. And Zach Wilson's our third-string guy. He's not going to see the field. This is a red-shirt season for Zach Wilson. Because Rodgers might not have ripped his Achilles week one, but he could go down with a shoulder injury week two. He could go down with an ankle sprain week eight that we were always one play away from Zach Wilson mm-hmm. starting for a team that said it's Super Bowl or bust. I was a fan of cutting cutting loose with Zach Wilson in the offseason because in this league, the league turns over probably every two years. It's not like it's a, a dynasty league. So there's a chance to make up for the losses quicker. So if you cut your losses, you cut your losses with Zach Wilson. Like the Niners did with Trey Lance. Right. They go into the season, say Rodgers gets hurt again. You have a veteran quarterback. But if you are looking at the, the following season and you look at the draft, you can have a chance to go back and do it again. And, and, and that's the problem. They don't Owners and GMs that stick with their mistakes get fired, and, and especially with quarterback, and that's a big one. And if Joe Douglas doesn't realize this right away now, he might be out of here too. Could – could. It's incredible. 
It really is incredible because they we all see how bad Zach Wilson is, and they just keep saying he's getting better. He's our guy. Brian's in Texas this morning here on the show. Brian, good morning. Morning. I, I, I hear I hear a lot of bashing on, on Zach Wilson, but can we get one legitimate quarterback who can be productive behind that atrocious offensive line the Jets have? And I'm not a Jets fan, but I, I just I can't see any quarterback going in there being productive. That's why Rodgers is out, because the offensive line couldn't stop him from getting sacked and getting hurt. Well, the offensive line is a problem. You're right, and EJ pointed that out as well. But Zach Wilson has been a problem with this offensive line. He was a problem last year. Is a problem in his rookie season as well. He's also a problem. When we come back here on the show, we've got Trash Tuesday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us here on the DA Show on a CBS Sports Radio Trash Tuesday. You can always listen to the show on your phone. Use the Odyssey app or the CBS Sports app. EJ Stewart is in as our executive producer today. EJ, who are you trashing? I am trashing the NFL, particularly NFL Plus. So I downloaded and subscribed to NFL Plus Premium, which is a subscription service which gives you various different features. But the one I was most important and most cared about was the ability to watch, rewatch games after they finish. So for me, like I work an eye on football and I'm watching these games, but I'm also picking up phones. I'm whipping around the league. Like I want to sit down and actually watch, you know, condensed versions of these games, which is why I got it. It doesn't work. The app does not work on gaming consoles. I have an Xbox uh, Series X and I have a PS5. So I have two different options to try to see if I can get this thing to work. And it's just non-functional. I tried yesterday. I tried a couple weeks ago. Yesterday, I tried to watch Saints and Packers because Jordan Love led them to that comeback victory. No audio. Other times, you open the app, it's a white screen. It's a disaster. 
And you would think a company, a corporation as big as the NFL, be able to get something like streaming right, like everyone else seems to be able to get streaming right, and yet the NFL can't just simply get me a replay of a game that already happened. So I have to trash the NFL because I paid $79.99 for this whole season, and it's essentially been a waste. I have not been able to use this app yet. Wow. Trash them. Beep, beep. Sanitation just arrived. Are there condensed versions of games on YouTube? That's where I usually watch them. Maybe not as thorough as yours are. I mean, the full, like, actual broadcast is on this thing, which I also subscribe to. Oh, that's to. what you're looking for, the full broadcast, not yeah. the condensed versions. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because I think the condensed versions are on YouTube, but not the full games. Um, but they also have all 22. That's also what I wanted to see. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to see some of these plays, um, you know, from different angles. I wanted to watch Zach Wilson from all 22 yesterday to see if I'm, something I'm missing. Or Robert <laughs> Silas saying that he's getting better. So, like, there are other features that I wanted. And, you know, I have an iPad, and it works okay on the iPad. But, like, you know, if I'm watching a three-hour game or two-and-a-half-hour game, like, I want to be able to watch that on the TV. I don't want to watch that on an iPad or a phone. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have smaller issues with that app. And, uh, like like EJ said, it's odd odd problems the NFL shouldn't be having. Like, I think I even trashed this. They use, like, a third-party vendor for their billing. So every, and they've had different versions of this. So like mine automatically renews. And every year my credit card goes, what is this? Who is this person? It's not NFL.com or NFL advanced media charging me. It's just this different thing asking for 80 bucks. And it throw it, every summer I get the same learning up. Oh, NFL season must be here because there's the dumb NFL billing thing. <laughs> and even the app has like these weird bugs. Like right now I'm, I'm watching Bengals Rams this morning on my iPad, and I can't pause it to leave the room to come in here. You touch the screen, and all the options usually come up, but you touch it, nothing happens, and then eventually it does, but I hit pause, and that doesn't respond. So it's like, close my iPad screen to make a... It's, so there's like a lot of weird... The NFL app should not be like this. You're right. He's 100% I've, right. I've had bugs there as well, where I've been watching something on NFL media, the NFL app, and then... For whatever reason, if I close that app and go back, the app itself is frozen wherever yeah. I had closed the app, and there's no way to restart, get back to a home page. You have to, like, delete the app sometimes and reload it, put in all your information again. That app is a problem. And then one of the reasons why I bought it as well, because, you know, I, I love all the stuff NFL Films does. I, I'm a big nerd when it comes to that stuff. And some people don't like the way they come up with the top 100 players, but I like watching the top 100 players. Listen, I don't have NFL Network on my cable subscription, but I have it through NFL Plus. So one of the things was, oh, great, I can watch the top 100. And usually they do, you know, I guess a 45-minute episode with 10 players each episode. On the NFL app, it's just like a playlist of each player. So you can't even sit down and watch just like, oh, I watched 45 minutes of watching, you know, 71 through 60. And I can't because I have to click one video to watch 99, then get to the next one to watch 98, and get to the next one to watch 97. And it's like if I had it on my, you know, cable subscription, I could have just recorded it, DVR'd it, and watched it as a whole episode. So even something as simple as that, which is cut as episodes because they put it on NFL Network as a full episode. I can't even do that on the NFL app. Yep, that's a good one. Pete the Body Bilotti, who you trashing? Well, I'm going to trash our friend Zach Gelber. I alluded to this earlier. Oh. Um, and I commend, though, I commend Zach for trying to get over his Tennessee Titans problem 
but this is not the solution. Cleveland up 10-3 on the Tennessee Titans. It's so obvious that it's measured and it's set up that he cannot pronounce Titans correctly. And it's in his head. He's admitted it. It's in his head. I would recommend for Zach to just pronounce the team as Tennessee. Or or go back to Titans because that's or the Oilers. Yeah. Or, or Oilers, right. Because that is even worse than Titans. So I'm trashing Zach Gelb for that. I smell rotten eggs. Play that for me one more time. Cleveland up 10-3 on the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> He's broken. We've broken him. That's that's the sound of a broken. That's the sound of Zach Wilson trying to throw a pass. That's right. <laughs> he throws it out of bounds. He's overthinking things. Is it a Zach thing, maybe? <laughs> Might be. He's Justin Fields right now. <laughs> Bogues, who are you, who you trashing? Well, apparently uh, you can't hear me on the stream, oh. but you can maybe see me. And oh. if you've been watching, you've noticed that, okay. I, that I have switched sides of the studio. I'm now in the Caserta seat. As opposed to my original one, the Caserta Memorial. Exactly. <laughs> which which cameras are we do? Greg, we talk right at the computer at the camera. So I moved because the computer I use on the other side of the room was giving me trouble. So I came over here to use this one. Engineering came in last week to fix that computer, and when they were in here, they go, "Why does it smell like urine?" And I went, "Huh." <laughs> Yeah, I can smell it over here in the corner where that computer is and these two TVs are. And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never smelt that. They came back in with like powder on the carpet. They put it down. They vacuumed. Now in that corner, there is a nest. Why does it smell like urine? There's a nest of wires and plugs and TV stand. There's a lot going on over there. I'm trashing the fact that now, since they've said it smells like urine in here, that's all I smell. In this room, in our break room yesterday, it's just, it's in my head that this whole place now smells like a bathroom. It's the it's another issue. So you're broken too. Again, yeah. <laughs> we, we've had maybe fungus on our carpet back when we had our own newsroom. We have constant drilling above our heads. And now everywhere I go, I smell a latrine. Literally, get me out of here. I'm getting queasy. Yeah, I was in the car for that drilling. <laughs> Could you hear it? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some listeners were like, I don't hear that. I'm like, wow, that's surprising because it sounds like I'm getting a root canal. I told have been right next to you in the studio. So... It can't actually be urine over there. I mean, we don't have pets in here. There'd be a dead body underneath the table. I don't think that as as hopeless as Shep's homeless problem has been, <laughs> I, I don't think he's actually living in the studio. So what do we think that stench is? So could somebody have taken an angry number one? No, going no. Okay, no? All right. So let's cross that off. Uh, I... I don't know what's above us, right? I don't know what's above us. Uh-huh. Is it is it possible that there's a water pipe somewhere? Could be. That's somehow like leaking down in the seam of the wall and we can't <laughs> see great. a wet spot on the carpet <laughs> because it's covered with wires and electrical outlets. A, a leaking water pipe hanging over lots of lights yeah. and wires. <laughs> it, could it just be yeah, something like go. melting, corroding, and it's it's actually not urine, but it smells like that? But there, I, I can smell it right now. Do you smell it right now? No. No, I don't. No. Walk over there and take a whiff in the next break. Well, now I'm scared that I'm going to be broken if I do that. But I walked in just now. I sat down like, no, oh, there's the urine smell again. I mean, you can always talk yourself into something smells weird in this yes. building. Yes, true. So maybe that's okay. Trash I, it. I, I, 
I'm getting queasy. I love how we finally get an engineer in here to do some things. <laughs> and there's no computer still on that side. It smells like urine in here. And there's problems with the stream. What is, what is going on? What is going on? Yeah, you know, and, and maybe they hired Jack Stern to be the engineer. Do you ever remember oh, that, maybe? Maybe. And yesterday... <laughs> I'm standing outside the room, and there are two engineers. One I know, one I don't. And the the guy I know is giving the other dude a tour. I don't know if he's new is that or the guy visiting. From Toy Story. I don't know. <laughs> and he goes, you know, this is CBS Sports Radio, so the a they got our name right. That's a good start. And then he's That's talking, a very good start. talking about how we never go off the air. Like this is the control room for the network. Yeah. So there's never a time. Well, except for when we try to make bacon in there. Right. Right. <laughs> Why did that engineer say that? So he goes, he goes, this is the only room that's used all the time, so we can't deep clean it. We can't do work on it. And the guy's like, well, it's not routed anywhere else as a backup. And the engineer goes, no. And they both just went, huh. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys can fix it. That's, you do it. Fix it. Like, what do you mean, huh? See that screwdriver? You're the engineers. Like, there's 17 other studios. Cross a wire. Do something. And Give a us back- a backup plan. We'll go work out of another studio for 10 minutes so you can clean in here. There's like, oh, okay, let's move on. Like, what? Why are we moving on? The best part is we had we had a incident a few years ago where we had to move. It might have been actually in the first couple of years of the, of the station. We had to move over to another studio, and we were wired for that studio. I don't know if we are anymore. <laughs> I like the idea that... <laughs> And just like looked at you accusatory. Why does it smell like urine over yeah, here? Yeah, that did happen. I don't know, man. Yeah. But I didn't do it. Did I? I know. I checked myself that day. I was twisting and sniffing all over the place just in case. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's when <laughs> Shep walked his dogs here in the studio. <laughs> I don't know. That you see, it, it, that would be the, the reason for that. If that was urine, it would be. Chef brought in his dogs one night, and they sat over there. I actually think the engineer was signing up for somebody taking an angry number one in the corner as a, a message to the company. Like, I think that was his working theory. What, what does he like, want us to say? Basically, it's a Calvin and Hobbes sticker that somebody <laughs> is just... What he want us to say? There. Yes. Someone took a number one there. And we left it. And we left it. I know who it is. He's Go over sign. there in the newsroom. What do, you want me, what, what do you think we're going to say? The same person that was... Getting his business on in the right. sales pit in 2015. Stupid. It's so stupid. The whole thing. I, I'm i trashing my Mets season ticket plan. <laughs> now, Set that on fire. Now, logistically, this was the worst season ever to invest in the season ticket plan. Because A, obviously they're terrible. They were terrible from, like, May 1st on, so nothing mattered. I couldn't resell any of the tickets. Nobody wanted to go. I couldn't give them away. But, B, I had a baby, so I couldn't go. I literally couldn't go to any games. I think I went to one or two games of the entire season in April, and then AJ came May, late May, and it was like, I'm never getting back to that ballpark. Anyway, I couldn't give them away. I couldn't sell them, so I basically had just lit my money on fire. But... For all of the games you don't use the tickets to, you do get comped for a future game this season. So I was like, all right, maybe as he gets older, I'll have a few games I can maybe get to. So I email my ticket rep. Hey, I have like 12 unused games or what, 20 unused games. I've tried to sell them. Nobody bought them. I sold them for like $7. Nobody would buy them on SeatGeek. 
I say, how can I use these? They're like, well, you know, you go through the portal and you, okay. And I said, well, I try to do that and like no dates come up. They're like, oh yeah, well, there's a set number of comp tickets you can use for the entire, you know, everybody can use. And like, if everybody's already entered into the, opted into that date, you can't do it. And I'm like, there's 20,000 people at these games. There might be 10,000 people. There's not availability in the random Wednesday night I need to get into because the other 2,000 people did the same thing or 150. I'm like, okay, well, is there anything else? Like, can you comp me parking? Can you comp me? No, sorry. That it is what it is. I'm like, how about a food voucher for next year? Like, I spent all this money. I couldn't go to any game. Nobody would buy any of these tickets. I couldn't give them away. And you're telling me I can't even swap them for a future game. Can can I just get like a free chicken sandwich? Nah, sorry, we can't do that either. I'm like, well, now what do I do? And they have the gall to then send me the email. You know, it's renewal season. And <clears throat> just so you know, if you don't renew your your seniority for seat selection and playoff tickets will drop. And I'm like, Am I really thinking about seniority right now? After they lost 110 games and the season was over before May? But they're not even thinking about Mets playoffs. And next season, they're supposed to be bad as well. I'm supposed to worry about my seniority on this list? Yeah, this is a tough sell for me, so get them out. Please keep your social distancing. Here I thought, you know, Steve Cohen bought the team. Now suddenly we'll have September games that matter. Playoff games I can sell if I can't go to. I'll make my money back. Bada bing, bada boom. What do I got? I might as well just do a number one in the corner over here on my tickets. <laughs> you got a nice whiskey bottle I thought I saw. I did. Okay. I think that was the, we're sorry this sucked so bad for you. That came after this ticket exchange yeah. issue? Okay. Yeah. They should have all season ticket holders pick a player for next year. <laughs> the, the way they've been playing. They I'm should let you play, play this weekend. You yeah. want to suit up for Sunday, DA? At least a first pitch. If you gave me a first pitch, I'd re-up. You see, I think you should renegotiate in the offseason with them, saying I'm not going to do it, and then come back to them like, hey, I have all these tickets, and I wasn't able to, to use your system to, to get new tickets. Give me a, a chance to throw out a first pitch, and I'll be fine. And honestly... <laughs> The first pitch could be at 5 o'clock. Right. I don't care if not one soul's in the building. You you can have every season ticket holder starting at 3.30 in the afternoon for four hours. Throw a first pitch. <laughs> and then we start the game. Then I'm like, all right, fine, I'm in. What are you doing here at 1 o'clock? It's a 7 <laughs> o'clock game. First pitch for me, everybody. People are just, like, watering the outfield. My vendors aren't even here yet. <laughs> this reminds me of Schwartz. Remember how hard he pu- he pushed that he's yeah. like the first pitch in a minor league game? And he was, like, one of 11 people. <laughs> That's me. That is great. My first pitch happens November 26th. Yeah. Why are you at City Field on Thanksgiving? First pitch day. For the season no, ticket holders. There's no grass on the field. <laughs> All right, Bogues' is headlines. For the first time since 1992 and 93, the Eagles have started back-to-back seasons 3-0 after last night's 25-11 win in Tampa Bay. It wasn't perfect, though. Jalen Hurts picked off twice while dealing with flu-like symptoms. It was a gritty effort from the QB, says head coach Nick Sirianni. He took completions that were that were being given to him. Um, 
spread the ball around. AJ had a, AJ had a really good game. You know, Dallas I thought made some really key catches. Devontae had some some big catches. Um, and so I thought he played. I thought he did a good job of managing the game and, and, and playing a good game. Hertz did throw for a score, run for another. AJ Brown caught nine passes for 131 yards, five for 41 for Dallas Goddard, four and 28 for Devontae Smith. The Eagle D was the story, holding the Bucks to 174 yards, just 12 first downs, forcing their first two turnovers of the season. The Bengal D. Picked off Matthew Stafford twice, sacked him six times in the other game last night. I thought our defense played great, um, but uh, you know we just didn't do enough on offense, especially early in the game, to uh, kind of give ourselves a little bit of a lead there. So Stafford and the Rams lost 19-16. The Bengals avoid 0-3 with a hobble. Joe Burrow under center. He threw 49 times, moving as little as possible in that bad right calf. The only touchdown his offense managed was Joe Mixon's go-ahead 14-yard run late third quarter. Mel Tucker's lawyers filed their official response to Michigan State's notice of firing Tucker for cause. The 25-page document again calls Tucker's relationship with Brenda Tracy consensual and private with mutual flirting. They say the school adopted the sexual harassment allegations as fact without, quote, a meaningful review. The Texas Rangers keep rolling. Now the 1-1. And that ball is cranked to deep right field. It's got a shot at leaving the yard, and it's gone. Into the parking alley where the buses go. Nathaniel Lowe with his 17th home run of the year. Three consecutive long balls for Texas. It's 3-1. to one. As heard on Yankees Radio, Texas extending its win streak to 6-5-1 in Anaheim. Their AL West lead on Houston remains two and a half games since the Strohs beat the Mariners 5-1. There's now a game and a half between Houston and Seattle for the last AL wild card. And Bronny James not with USC for yesterday's first official practice. Still recovering from going into cardiac arrest during a workout in late July. Head coach Andy Enfield says Bronny is doing great attending classes, but there's no timetable for his return to the court yet. DA, back to you. Thank you very much, Bogues. I just saw out of the corner of my eye that Dancing with the Stars, one of the stars is going to be Jason Mraz. And (laughs) that's how Mraz got his nickname. Way back when, year number one of the show, somebody called in. We were calling Sean, Sean Morash, his name. And a caller called in. I remember he was from Utah and said something like, I get this guy Mraz off the air. He doesn't know what he's talking about, this crazy Giants fan. And we just thought that was the funniest thing ever that he pronounced Mraz's last name Mraz. Sure enough, 11 years later, that's his nickname around here. Down the hall, he's not allowed to use that. But nope. <laughs> now Jason Mraz is on Dancing with the Stars. You see? Time is a flat circle. That's right. Ten years and, and ten years, Sean will be on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's on the table, Pete. You're joking, but ten years from now, that's definitely possible. Well, now if they have a death match over at the other place, <laughs> he may not make it. Or him and his current enemy go on Dancing with the Stars to settle their fight. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> good. And you don't mean like a West Babylon version of Dancing no. with the Stars. You think the national. I think the national. Radio show, simulcast. Maybe they'll be on TV for three hours instead of two in the afternoon. The, you know, the, the star will explode even further. He'll sell us things, push us things, and then boom, he's on Dancing with the Stars. Because by then, ten years from now... They'll be scraping the bottom of the second barrel, and that's where Shawnee lives. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be looking to stay on the air. So, that, so you know how those shows end. <laughs> Dancing okay. with the Stars is like a it's like a 
like a six, seven, eight episode thing. Is Sean making it through the end of a season with all the athletic feats needed to complete a Dancing with the Stars? Definitely no. not. So he'll be voted off quickly, but they'll need him for social media purposes. He'll have to wipe his butt with, like, Kelly Clarkson's jersey or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God! Mraz is wiping his butt with Justin Guarini's tights! <laughs> These are good American Idol polls. Justin Guarini. Oh. Where's Fantasia? What's Ruben doing nowadays? Yeah. I think Justin Guarini's working at Benny Hanna's right now. <laughs> He, never, he did nothing after that whole thing. And then there's Mraz. Guarini, we're back! Oh. We're back! Never doubted them! <laughs> <Yeah>. Never doubted. Three <laughs> takes, one or two. <laughs> when we come back, the new college football playoff, will it involve the Pac-12, DA, CBS Sports Radio? All right, so next year, we're going to have the 12-team playoff. But that's the 2024 season. After the 2025 season, the structure of the 12-team format is up for change. Currently, it's going to be six at-larges and six automatic bids. So next year, 2024 and 2025, you'll have the five power conferences... And then the best of the group of five is automatic bids. And then six at-larges. But after 2025, they can tear that up and start fresh. And that's where the Pac-12 dissolving creates a problem. Because now you don't have the easy six plus six model. Now you have four power conferences probably. Because is the Pac-12, let's even say they remain, quote-unquote, the Pac-12, but they absorb the Mountain West with just Washington State and Oregon State. Would that be considered a power conference? Probably not. And so what happened with the Pac-12 dissolving screws the group of five. Because now they might just go in the future college football playoff Full 12 at-larges, which how are you going to crack into 12 at-large bids if you're not in one of the power conferences? So this Pac-12 and the way that it's ending is a problem for way more than just the Pac-12. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.